And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 53 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. No, you're not. <laughs> you. I'm Robert. You're right. Max, the seat is empty. God. I'm used to looking right into his eyes right now and asking him how he's doing, and now I... You go, pretty good. It, you hot. know, uh... It's hot. It is hot as balls. It feels like... Second uh, episode in a row, we've mentioned how uh, hey, the studio is hot. Deal with it. Yeah, these mics are hot, and so <laughs> is the temperature in the studio. Um, yeah, man, it's hot. I just... I, I, I say this all the time, but I, I genuinely complain about how cold it is in Seattle until it gets hot, and then I start to complain about how hot it is. There's just like a nice middle ground. I wish it was a, I wish it was a comfier heat. I'm thinking like I'm so six, sorry. sixty degrees. Okay. Yeah. I would take seventy to seventy-five. You're a maniac. Hey, ten thousand maniacs. <laughs> okay. Um, that's right. Max is gone. Max uh, couldn't get here in time, so we kicked him off the podcast permanently. <laughs> wow. He's never gonna hear this. He hasn't listened to the podcast, so oh, he's not a listener. I, we run no danger of him. Oh, bummer. Uh, so wait, he doesn't offended. know what we say at the end of every episode about we like reveal things about him at the very end. Yeah, we you, when you when I get you on Skype and we reveal our <laughs> our what, true what feelings about Max. Yeah, we go to a lot of effort to get Max not that's to hear just it. for our patrons. Actually. Yeah, that's just yeah, the, yeah. That's just a subscriber bonus. Have we not mentioned our Patreon about <laughs> us just talking about Max? God, can you imagine? Um, yes, Max is gone. M- will be missed, but it, it's just not worth the, uh, that, that's terrible. That sucks to have to deal with that. So, oh yeah, he's, he, there's nothing like, Ugh. he's not caught in like an emergency. It's just like his bus was late. I thought he and was then, stuck in a bridge. Well, the bridge said. is closed. On so him? they're, yeah, the bridge closed on his, it's like when oh, Homer, my God. when the, that toll bridge closed on Homer's head and people and were just driving just cartoonish, everything's yeah. fine. Um, no, I, the bridge was closed and he's on a bus, so it's just taking that sucks. No, yeah. So well, yeah, hopefully nothing is the matter, but there's yes. no like pressing emergency that he had to tend to. The bus isn't dangling over the bridge. The bus has <laughs> to stay at 50 miles oh, per no. hour. I should be able to jump that bridge. No problem. Hey, that sounds a little familiar to me. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so we'll miss him and we'll talk about stuff without him. He'll, he'll deal with it. Yeah. But in the meantime, why don't we talk about some. Did it, did it. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Oh, Max is still here. He is still here. It feels like he never left. But we don't really need him. I That's don't think enough. so. That's yeah. All we need him is just to say. Max, what do you think of the movie? TV shows we've seen. Um, I have been watching Star Trek Enterprise. Enterprise, the Scott Bakula one. Yeah, the Scott Bakula one. Okay. You know, there's a new a new one on. Oh, Discovery! I, I am so I am I am watching Discovery, but I'm watching it with a friend, and we don't get together that often. Okay. So I'm watching that one like maybe like an episode and a half at a time. So I think I'm like and a half. I'm like somewhere in like episode <laughs> three right now. Um, but I am yeah, I I sort of that. did like a rewatch of Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Yes, yeah. I think recently, that. and so now, now I'm do. now I'm on to Enterprise. How is? Uh, do you or do you have these stats? How long is Enterprise as a series? It's so it's right under a hundred episodes as a series. Ah, just miss syndication. Just miss syndication. Damn. I did think about that. I was like, it's like ninety eight. So it's like holy why? So like yeah, like just do make two a couple ep- two parters, make two episodes, and then you can get <laughs> ah those poor because like not that like I'm sure no. 
Andrew, no, it's not 100. It can't be in syndication. I know it can't be, but what I mean is like, hopefully a lot of those That's actors somebody, like, are still working. And what then, is the idea behind that? Like, you have 98 episodes, you can't repeat those enough times? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> There's not enough times. I mean, like, I'm watching, so I'm in the third season now. Okay. And... I think the third season is when the show... I I like the show. I think okay. the show kind of got an undeserved corniness like added to it because like the theme song is kind of corny. I don't know if you've... I think I've heard it's like a twangy... Hold on, let me... Oh, actually, that's worth pulling I'm up. I'm going to pull it up. But are you telling me that... Wait, did you just have that ready? <laughs> it's... I was... I had typed in theme earlier for like sure. our theme songs and this, this is... your startup music for yeah. your computer. Who is this? Uh, Russell Watson is the name of the oh, artist. Like famous country man. Right now. now is this the? Does it go the whole song from the intro? No, it goes about to the end of the chorus the first time around. I mean, this is like. Oh, what are you feeling about it now? What is happening over this, like, rockets shooting in the air it's, and, and Klingons, like, drinking prune juice? I mean, like, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, um, it's the first, like, so it's the first Star Trek series to use, like, almost like a pop song as their theme song, because usually it's like a, it's oh, like a... I turned it down a little bit. Okay. I, I think we get it. Um, I, but it, I thought you said this is the first Star Trek series that's like a pop song. And I was yeah, like, it's the first, what? yeah. <laughs> you don't get it? Um, no, it's the first one to use, like, uh, like that sort of song because it's usually like sort of a just kind of you know anthemic but it's sort yeah of, it's sort of there's no words subdued. to yes them. it's just well jack black made the canon words for the original oh, i forgot about that yeah um but the um probably should look that up too um <laughs> while we're at it um so you're in the third season but i'm so you got it said it got hate but like was there any did it take a while to get its footing like why did it genuinely not i think so i think there's a couple it's also the early it's like an early it's it's the the first crew to leave or or what's the it's one of the it's like the first warp five ship Mm -hmm. um starfleet say no more yeah (laughs) starfleet is a thing but it's it's pre-kirk um it's like right tyler perry pre-tyler perry (laughs) becoming the head of starfleet um it so it it takes place a hundred years or 150 years after first contact. Oh. Um, so there's like a bit of a strained relationship with Vulcans. Sure. But they really haven't come across many other aliens at Got this it. point. So like they meet, make first contact with Klingons, oh. Romulans. Um, right now they're dealing with a race called the Zindi that they don't really like the thing about it is they introduce a lot of races like the Zindi or the Denobulans where like, I've never heard of. They don't exist in other Star yeah, Trek shows, that's so it's a bit like of a problem. What? Yeah, where did all these races Do, go? I mean, does each arc with them end with them destroying their whole planet? Yeah, and like, well, yeah. no one will ever hear about those guys. Yeah, ever it's again. a really, uh, they're really animalistic. And, and then, yeah, the captain, very, very sinister, delete them from the records. Yeah, <laughs> make sure this never happens. And you out there in TV land. Never mention this in to your TV friends. TV land. This is on uh, Nick at Night. Yeah. Do we want to listen to the Tenacious D? I play a little bit of that. Does but it- what I'm saying is, uh, a lot of shows. <laughs> Skip past the. And uh, one of our favorites. Was they still one. like doing like LA, LA shows and stuff lyrics. when they were doing I this? I think so. <laughs> By Gene Roddenberry, the creator of the show. He wrote lyrics you didn't know. Well, here they are. I think I can remember. I always hear this in my head. When you hear the Star Trek theme, yeah, even like the new movies, I still yeah, and it harkens back. Yeah, because they do a little bit of the like, it's a bit of a reimagined, but still the theme song. 
That's a Star yeah. Trek theme. It everybody. is a Star Trek theme. I but that is indelible to me. I yeah. it's just in my brain as part of it. Yeah. Um very cool. Are you so you're enjoying it more? I'm Did you watch it, it on the first run? I it took so I never watched it on TV and I think once um I watched it on Netflix on DVD. If you remember such a time that Netflix sent out DVDs. You can still do that, right? I'm pretty sure they still have it. Yeah. I think it's like maybe like 1% of their business now. It's sure. probably dvds but um so yeah. you're not you're not part of the one percent is what you're saying i am not part of the one percent <laughs> okay got it um yeah i i really like it i think it's if you are a person who likes star trek and didn't give enterprise much of a chance i think it's worth checking and out i feel like star trek like i i like and appreciate i've, I've you know sort of cherry picked and seen some generation next generation episodes and stuff now and like part of the stuff i like is that it's not this over the top crazy action stuff although yeah. some of that is fine in yeah. the context of movies for the most part but uh, so I can imagine like a dryer or something that's just like less, I don't know that that sounds, I don't know why that's not still automatically appealing for fans. So. I think uh, there are also like much in the same way that there are corny episodes of TNG. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some real corny episodes of oh boy. enterprise. Like I think there's like three episodes in like the span of 10 where either like they do a time jump or like a, a guy named somebody a has to go sort back of guy named z shows up <laughs> yeah. and he messes with they them. have to go back in time for something or like there was an episode where they found like an earth settlement that's like in like the wild west so that's it's like too much in wow that's a lot in like to be the first warp ship like that's, yeah that's why it's novel when it's like you're really out in the middle of space and running right. in all these anomalies not like well, here we go. Like, it just like I, I was commenting to my wife earlier this week as we were watching I'm another sure show. She loved this. Oh, she was the commentary was great. She loves my commentary. Oh wait, 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 wait was she watching with you? No, a different oh. show, different show. But I was talking about like this is like we were watching something and there was like twenty three episodes in this in the season of the show, and we were at episode like eighteen and they had just introduced the arc that like basically the next episode could be the the last one. But I was like, there's f- like six more episodes. Like what? Wow are they going to do here? Proverbial Frieza power up. So it's just like, yeah. And so like when I'm watching enterprise, I'm just like, you know, they could have completely done without the episode the where fat. they, where they yeah. found the like wild West planet. And it's just yeah. like, this kind of, was it even like a standard season length issue where it seemed like it had to be that many? Like, I, I mean, weird. it's there's like a contract you sign, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't whatever. know. Um, well, shucks. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it more the next time around. Although yeah. It sounds like it has, the same failings as some Star Trek shows. Yeah, um, yeah. I watched the first episode of Castle Rock, which is like a, a series based on kind of the works of Stephen King. I don't know if it's actually based on a work of his. I think it might be sort of like just pulling off of stuff, uh-huh. particularly the fact this that... This is a follow-up to Castle? Well, yes. Because that show rocks. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> huh? There might be a tie-in. <laughs> uh, there is a guy in the beginning that drives off this quarry... And the bumper sticker on the back of his car is Shawshank Prison. Prison? The Prison. The Prison, you know. Uh-huh. And it does take place, it seems like, at least currently, that that's what it's focusing on. It's okay. current events in the Shawshank Prison, which also has a supernatural dark history, which is like, I don't really like Is there a picture of Tim bat. Robbins on the wall yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Uh... The only escapee, and it's him in the rain. <laughs> How did they get that picture? Um, 
Why are they celebrating <laughs> it too? Hooray! Yeah, it's just like a, a it's rebel be- and it's, it's a rebel thing. They put in chalk the yeah. prisoners on the wall. It's a begrudging respect from the from the guards who are like, "Hey, he got out of here." They we literally gotta. call out. They're like, "You can still see the bullet hole in the back of the desk where the guy, the warden, shot him." And it's like, "We get it. You're in Shawshank." Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Here he went to uh, say what to Neho. That's where he met his friend. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Uh, had to pick Morgan up Freeman was yeah. in that movie. Am I right, everybody? In that movie, <laughs> you know the one they based on this prison. <laughs> Um, in which we're making a TV show now. <laughs> this is Castle Rock, folks. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, I'm not Maybe. sure about this. this. Is too much. This is too meta. Um, so I, I can't really speak to it too much. It has the mysterious, weird guy that they find in the basement of the prison is one of the Scars Guards, the guy who recently played the new Pennywise. Oh, okay. Or Pennywise Scars Guard, whatever. Pennywise Scars Guard yeah. is that Bill? Um, yes, it might okay. be Bill Scars Guard. Um, and he's appropriately weird and creepy. And I, I, again, can't, I need to kind of delve more into it. He's been on a roll. That guy must be rolling in Zid's checks because there's been a lot of like his work. Uh, I really want to find this meme, by the way, while we're, what's while we're talking about sure, it's about the Scars Guards. But. I'll vamp. Uh, but, and I've also been wanting, it's weird. I, I, it's always frustrating when movies seem to come out so quickly on DVD and I want to watch the new It again because I'm like, oh, I want to, I kind of want to see that again. Uh-huh. And I can't rent it. And I'm like, Avengers is out on DVD. I think I can it's, buy. On, it's on HBO, isn't it? Then there is a, is there some exclusivity where I can't buy it? I don't know. But I'm I, having the same problem with, well, not it, not exactly the same, but Lonely Island made that movie um, Brigsby Bear. And, oh, yeah, and I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, and I want to watch yeah. it, and it's only available to buy. Okay. Which is like, I love those guys, and I, I've loved all their work, sure. and I want to support it, but I'm kind of like, can I just can i i'll buy it afterwards if i like it i promise just let me can i rent it um so. by the way the me the it's a tweet somebody tweeted it's a picture from mama mia here we go again of um colin firth and stellan skarsgård on a boat okay they're, and it, they're in the movie yeah god and so the caption is can you imagine what it's like being one of stellan skarsgård's acting sons your cast is demons abusers and general axe murderers while your dad is off singing abba and being spooned by colin firth <laughs> <laughs> uh at brianna ziggs by the way if you want to retweet that one or just look at that. it and, and uh that was good give it a I, like. I enjoyed that yeah um yeah that's true god all of his yeah um so yes not a lot to speak to on that one although i'm okay. excited i'm excited to, to to check it out sure um do we want to talk some movies we've seen? oh baby we could do that hold on a second sure thing <laughs> you forget about me look my way girl something <laughs> breakfast movies we've seen movies we've seen hey uh hearing old ben on the cans do you get a little sense of ben where you're sitting yeah he was, he like, was just he was just in here oh yeah the ghost there's a mirage of ben it's so hot in yeah <laughs> paradise yeah exactly what you wanted to see the whole time right if i was if i was if i needed water in the desert what i would see was ben on the horizon <laughs> wow oh my god uh what are you seeing what are you seeing what are you um, seeing baby well we will probably what in the world Sorry. is that we will probably talk about it uh on a uh, future episode but i did see mission impossible seen uh-huh. i've seen it twice uh and we'll we'll talk about the formats in which i saw it okay uh, moving forward <laughs> sure. wow so much setup um, so I saw those and I actually, I, I just was sort of inspired. So 
I watched a couple videos online of just about like uh, early animes and like some Miyazaki movies or one in particular that was like, here's some movies by great directors in Japan that aren't Miyazaki because uh-huh. he is just so prolific. Yeah. Um, he doesn't that, need the plug anymore. Yeah and, yeah. and and so I kind of sought out some of those and rented some of those some of those suggestions and movies. And one is a movie that I've been aware of for a long time. It's like a name that I've always known uh, called Perfect Blue. Uh-huh. Um, and this is like a really weird anime. Uh, I don't want to go too into detail. It's a very, just it's a disturbing movie and it's a lot to do about like, um, so it's about a woman who is a pop star and then decides hey, to... Hey, speaking of the Lonely Island. <laughs> oh boy. Not so uh, funny as, as that. <laughs> uh-huh. She... Um, announces to her fans that she's going to leave her trio and become an actress uh-huh. and does and her manager pushes for her to get a bigger role and the role they write her is like a there's like a rape scene in it and there's just like all this stuff moving forward where you're like she wants to be taken seriously but she doesn't want to do that yeah. but she sort of does because she has to and i guess the thing that affected me about the movie was that it's like um there's nothing so much about it that couldn't have been a live action movie. Uh-huh. And other than I compare that to like Akira, not in the sense of like, there's a lot of effects that couldn't have just been done at the time, the way they did in, in that movie in, in Akira. Uh-huh. But it, it was so early that it doesn't feel like an anime, like the tropes of anime, like the, the teardrop on the side of the head. Uh-huh. And like the, there's just so many, I mean, I could talk for hours, just layers and layers of like what you think of little idiosyncrasies in animes. Sure. That was sort of just like a movie it happened to be animated. It had these insane elements, but otherwise it was, it, it just didn't have, it was the blueprint. It wasn't building off of anything else. Yeah. So perfect blue felt like a movie where like, I don't know, like Brian De Palma could direct it now. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, perfect blue. Yes. Uh-huh. In fact, that's so weird. I, I feel like there's like a movie with the same title or a similar title at any rate. It's just like, it feels like she blue feels crush. Like, yeah exactly that, that's why i think the adaptation it wasn't very good yeah um turned into a surfing movie. <laughs> a lot more surfing like 100 percent more surfing in it um but it does feel very very like trippy and like i will say that like so apparently i apparently people are like oh you're not really supposed to get it it's just kind of like a journey and i was like uh I think that's a very lame, like, scapegoaty, like, you're not yes. supposed to, like... And I, I have my opinion of, like, what happens in it, for example, and then other people assume these other things, and I was like, well, which character was real? Like, it's very, like, it's like a waking nightmare, and it uh-huh. should be, because it's traumatic, like, it's not just... It's someone who who literally has a stalker, and then also is, like... And it's funny, they're talking about, like, a web page, like, you can make a web page in this movie, like, that's the kind of year it came out, where it was, like, the internet was sort of early. Yeah. So it was a very early version of, like... The stalker is posting as her online and saying like, oh, I'm doing acting now and I'm enjoying it, but I don't like my producer. He's making me do scenes I don't like. And uh-huh. she's like, oh, oh, so weird. But I think you and I right now would be like very freaked out yeah. if that was something that we saw as someone posting as us. Right. And then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, and I go to the store and I buy the milk I buy every time with the thing on the top. And she's like, so someone's following me and detailing my life and stuff. It's sure. very this is a an it's unsettling it's unsettling it's an odd recommendation but i feel like it is a landmark in anime and as far as like it wasn't it wasn't part of like the tropes and stuff it's just very visceral and like it just feels like it could be a movie so i really enjoyed that one yeah uh, despite the content that's the one i don't think i need to rewatch for a long while okay um and i watched another one called uh it's a long title children who chase lost voices from deep below <laughs> huh did i just read the whole script <laughs> okay it's gonna say um that one had also 
sort of an unsatisfying ending. Like it kind of ended with the characters like walking away from the outcome. Okay. Back to as the credits were rolling over it and just kind of felt like a, a little bit unresolved. But it's a, a girl who kind of has this little hideaway in the woods and has this rock that she puts and made like it makes almost like a little uh like a homemade radio that she can just like tune the frequency and catch stuff like a, something off a tower somewhere from far away uh-huh. and finds this weird melody one night and it turns out it's like a a song or something from another dimension like a like a split dimension or something uh-huh. runs into a guy that's from there kind of has like an interaction with him and then eventually like finds it and it's supposed to be like the underworld like it's underneath the earth and i'm like uh-huh. oh boy here come the flat flat earth society oh talked about there <laughs> uh-huh. um but it was very it was weird because so much of it felt like a miyazaki movie and kind of like uh spirited away where it was kind of like oh this kids should sit down and watch this but then there was like terrifying parts where like she has like sleep paralysis and like things are coming out of the ground and crawling out and, and you can see their footprints on the ground and like pushing down on her and i was like this is so if I, I would be chilled if I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I think you can rent that one and find that one online too. I recommend that one. It was, it looked really good, but I, again, kind of a unsatisfying ending. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd seen so far. Okay. Yeah. I saw like father on Netflix. It's a uh, Kristen Bell and uh, Kelsey, Gla- Kelsey glamour, <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey glamour. glamour. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. Uh, she's a, like a workaholic who gets left at the altar and her dad reappears after not being in her life, like basically her entire life. Kelsey Grammer. I Kelsey assume? Grammer. Got it. And appears at her wedding to like wait re- as she gets left or dr- yeah or, oh yeah, and so he re-enters he her life. He marries her instead. He marries. Yeah. <laughs> um. They do go on. The movie takes place on what I think was like a paid for commercial by like Carnival Cruise Line or something. Oh boy. Um, because and it's not like overbearing, but like the whole movie takes place That's on the cruise. Jack and Jill kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but they, they end up going on the cruise together because she no longer has her husband you know, to go on. The storyline was insane, but this Carnival Cruise was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cute. I sure. think it's, um, Kelsey Grammer is one of those people I can't really formulate my opinion of in real life. Like I, he's he's a good actor, and sometimes he's tossed salad, sometimes he's scrambled, <laughs> scrambled eggs. eggs. I mean, um, what can you say? But I, he's one of those people that like I can't tell if his like real life personality is such that I'm not like I just don't like seeing him on screen all that much. You don't want him to succeed. I just don't want him to do well. No, I know what you mean. He he has a vibe. Yeah, he, ha- he has kind of. I think. I think for better or for worse, he kind of embodies, I think people attribute a lot of the Frasier character and kind of like, yeah. just more like the air of him. And I just, him. I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know enough about him sure. in like his real life to say one way or the other, if I think he's kind of weird or not, but like, he kind of seems like one of those people. I wouldn't be surprised if he said something like as outrageous as like, you know, well, of course women should make as much money as men or something like, like oh boy. he just has that air about him where like, I would not be shocked I hope he's not that way. Jesus. Genuinely hope he's not. God. But if he said that, I'd be like, yeah, that that he's that like, tracks he's for like, Kelsey Graham. Raj shouldn't have been in the show. <laughs> Niall should have been in love with me. His brother. It's actually kind of progressive. Yeah. Wait, wait, never mind. His brother, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, too progressive. Yeah, maybe too progressive. Women got... Um, okay, so that was cute. Is that, is that a Netflix original? Is it's, yeah, it's a Netflix, Netflix original. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Kristen Bell is a dream, so... I, Yes, we know. Yeah. We know. We, oh, okay. Yes. Well, have I talked about that before? Sure. She's great. Um, and the other movie I saw was 8th Grade. 
Oh the man, Bo Burnham. Great. I have. I really want to see that. And uh, Elsie, Elsie Fisher, I think is, is the, the actress's the... name. How um, she seems. She's fifth, like the fourteen, age. fifteen years old. She is the correct, like correct age. Um, it's it incredible. I the blurbs I've heard are that it does, and this is something we've I think talked about on the podcast multiple times. Is that no movie comes out quick enough to actually capture the way it feels to to be an age with the technology and yeah. with the people around you and the way it feels then to be that way. Yeah. And it sounds like this movie does do it that. captures it in such a way and like at least currently right now. Yes. Um yes. I I will say there are some scenes that are like unsettling like sure. to the point where like my wife said that her chest hurt it was so uncomfortable to watch. Okay. Well, I, cause I don't want to have spoil. I do want to see it. I don't want to have it spoiled, but sure. like, are you talking about it in like a cringy way or like, an, like an embarrassing way? Or do you mean it like a, not an embarrassing way? Oh, or sad, like, a, or like, like a, I can't believe this is happening sort of thing. I don't want, I will, I, I won't sure, say what it I know, is. Sorry. I'm, I'm um, sort of try. I shouldn't be yeah. fishing for that, but I, okay. I'm just, okay. It's, it's also, it's, it's so, what I anticipated. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it, it really captures and embodies that time period sure. for people. I think what really struck me as a male viewer of the movie is like not, I mean, I can say all I want that. Like I sympathize with what younger women have to go through, but n- having never gone through it, I can never really truly understand what it was like yeah, as fine. a young woman growing up yeah. in this society. And I think what this movie does really well is it tells the story of of this young woman growing up and the pressures of what it's like to be. She wants to be like a presence, right? Like she wants to be online. She wants to be like known. Well, she just wants to be, she wants to be liked. Yes. And I think some of the pressures of like what it might take for her to yes. feel liked or something, it's just like it is, I, like I said, I, I can sympathize all I want, but some of the things that I saw on screen were just like, I, I mean, I know that, majority of every woman you've met has gone through some version of it sure and it's you know i i want to say like you know of course i knew that 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 happened and you know blah 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 and i but like it's hard for me to really put into words that like even though i can sympathize and, and know people's stories it just it you never really get a sense of what it must feel like sure so to see it on screen um, I, I wish that like me at 15 or 14 when I was in eighth grade could have seen this movie and known like, are they not, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if you, that's, you could pull that up or not, but I thought something about, there was something about Bur- Bo Burnham trying to just buy out theaters so that people could go and see it for free. Oh, I was trying to get young kids to be able to go and see it. Not because I, I'm sure there's a lot of like <coughs> strong content, but like, yeah. I feel like it's also like, it's an R rating. So. I think, I think, but I think there should Sometimes maybe there should be exceptions where it's like if they're seeing something that would actually speak to them, yeah, truly at their age and at their level, then that would right. be that would be important. Yeah, sure. So I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I'm excited. I've wanted to see that since it released. So yeah, I'll it is a very that. emotionally touching movie. It's really I'm sure, and I know I'm and in the same way that like different for different people too. But like, yeah, my but I don't have a particularly uh, my middle school days weren't like great or bad sure. they were kind of middling and like uh-huh. that's its own sort of thing too so when it comes to middle school it's supposed to be middling oh boy uh so i can see like 
I'm sure there's some actual, you know, some serious differences as well, just in sure. the way that things have changed since. But I would be interested to see because I, yeah, I think back on those times with sort of a, uh, <laughs> just like a whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, did you see anything else or is that? Nope. That's it. Cool. Well, so we should, let's uh, move, move into on. our discussion. Sure. We're talking about 3D movies. <laughs> 3D movies, we are. We didn't see, uh, couldn't settle on uh, a movie to see. A solid flick. Hey, it sounds like Max was bailing on us anyway. So, uh, <laughs> um, No, but I, I kind of want to, I suggested it to Andrew because I kind of wanted to talk about it. And I feel like uh, we, we kind of have grown up with the return of and plateauing and possibly declined disappearing almost disappearing of the technology in theaters so what Um, a topical thing to talk about 3d movies no i think it is because like i think i uh, and i mentioned you and we'll get to it but like currently there is 40x which is a heightened kind of theater system Uh and the 3d is the polarized glasses that really don't at least when i watched this last movie it didn't detract from it didn't look too dark it wasn't distracting in fact if anything, it was the least distracting part of the experience. Um, and I just enjoyed the look of it. It didn't, I would say though, it didn't like stand out for me as far as like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe that they were coming out of the screen. Like it was sort of just, it looked good, but uh-huh. it wasn't, it didn't, weirdly it didn't jump out at me. Um, How dare you? So, so we have, <laughs> so we have talked about 3D before and you are not a big fan. No. I don't know if you know if you've seen, you've seen the one or, or I've seen one, one movie yes. in 3D and that was a, um, I forget what the term is now, but it, when they redo, when they make a movie 3D post the movie being made, um, I forget the, the term. Treatment, but, the, yeah, the 3D treatment as, as opposed um, to filming it in like yeah. a real 3D. So movie, I saw right? the Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D, the okay. first Guardians of the Galaxy. That and like other than we on our text mm-hmm. chain talked about, I think once we rented My Bloody Valentine in 3D. Yes, yes. So we'll get to that. Uh, that was just changed. The but that was like home. that was before the new swing of 3d that was sort of introduced with avatar. Yeah. So that's what I kind of wanted to go through a little bit. So I looked up some stuff and I'll try and credit. Like I looked up, there's a, a video for of three minutes, uh, three minute history of, uh, 3d, which actually had more to do with the actual technology as opposed uh-huh. to the actual history of like, these are all 3d movies in three minutes going through or whatever. Um, and then a couple of videos, like the worst 3d movies by, I don't know if that's, committee i don't know what that's yeah, who on. voted on that best worst some some honorable mentions i went through the wikipedia pages all appropriately and kind of just looked i kind of said i wanted to see like when what years are the biggest glut of 3d movies uh-huh. uh you know what made the most money you there's instances where so we can just kind of start like i think i mentioned you before the podcast shark boy and lava girl outside of a couple like imax theater documentary style movies like alien earth or just like sure. things where it's like you know they point a camera at the sky and it's this film for an imax theater that was i think like the first earnest like in the theaters 3d movie uh um, they did an earnest movie in 3d oh my god can you imagine <laughs> earnest saves 3d <laughs> um <laughs> there we go um so yeah shark Boy and lava girl i think in like 2005 or something so the big one for me that stood out was superman returns 2006 of june they did that in 3D. They didn't. So okay. Well, so here's the way they did that in. They did. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> make sure you have that ready. Um, 
So the thing I noted about this and then one year later with Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is that both films were filmed in 2D, like you like you mentioned about that other or the other movie. Uh-huh. 20 minutes of footage were converted into 3D for IMAX theaters. So if you went to an IMAX theater and watched either of those two films, 20 minutes of it were f- converted into 3D. Doesn't that seem like a ripoff? Yes. We already established that doesn't doesn't look great when you kind of do it after the fact usually. And then it's only 20 minutes of it when you're actually watching it. Huh. That's so odd, right? That's weird. What's the point? Wait, yeah. What's the point? Um, so there was that. And then I actually put this down because I haven't seen it since. But this is a movie I think I saw in 3D back in uh, November 2007, Beowulf. Oh, this is a weird God. looking movie. Yeah. I, I saw the footage again and I was like, at the time, this looked like amazing. And it's like, I bet it looks really dated. It, it's like now. Final Fantasy Spirits Within yeah. level, like faces where like it's all the actors that are playing them, but they're like, the, all the the hairstyles and stuff are added in CG and everything. Yeah. And it's, it looks weird, but it was, I think the fact that it wasn't a live action movie helped. Uh-huh. And there were scenes and everything about it was filmed in 3D in a way where it was like, oh, this is truly taking advantage of the technology. Huh. So that was something that I think I enjoyed. I, I don't think it's a good movie probably. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure if I went back and to watch it, like if that was the only thing going for it, then that's, that's a bummer. I can't think of another movie where someone says I am Beowulf. So <laughs> how's that going for it? Yeah. You're, yeah, that's true. Um, and then wait, okay, could we forget January, 2008, U2 3d, <laughs> the concert film. Uh huh. Just thought I'd mention that one. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> because I just thought that was so funny. And you know what that's funny too is that there is, um, there's like all different, t- there's like Real 3D is a company, like a big company that does a lot yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, there's things like 3D scopic camera or whatever. Like they used it for this scene, this certain, you know, this patented camera. My Bloody Valentine, which is the next movie on my list, uh-huh. that was January 2009, filmed in like, that's January 2009? Yeah. I think of that movie and I think of it as like, like and we watched it after that. Like 2005. No. Wow. Um, that was filmed in like, it was seriously the only one on the list of that name. It was like Rectech or something. It was like, uh-huh. did someone make their own 3D camera for this movie? Right. Like this is... The producers of My Bloody Valentine also formed a 3D camera yes. company. Yes, exactly. Um, so, and we watched that, you mentioned, uh, when we were living together at our place, we watched yeah. it with like shitty 3D glasses on our right. couches, on yeah. the couch. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And it wasn't even, it wasn't a good movie either. So that no. didn't help. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Um, and then I have this note too. Uh, just a few months later in May 2009, the first 3D Pixar movie. Can you guess what it is? May 2009 would have been. It's a good one. Up. That's correct. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. the podcast here. You won it, dude. Um, up in 3D, which I didn't see. There was a, I was a little bummed when I went through this list and I was like, you know, 3D doesn't always add uh, to the to the movie and sometimes it can detract, especially if it's like a dark film and it's uh-huh. kind of pulling that color out. But there's a couple of movies like, I think Up, I would that would have been kind of fun to see in 3D. I, would I have think loved to have the movie that. I was really bummed out that I didn't see in 3D was uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I think like that would have been like a really cool. I don't know if I marked that down, but that was one that, especially now as a fan of the series, and I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, like, I was like, oh man, that would have been pretty cool. I think 3D. like the flight sequences would have been like amazing. Mm. And that was another movie where you can watch it and think like, yes, this 
the 3D would have looked good in these scenes, but it didn't feel like gratuitous because we yeah. talk all the time. We joke about yeah. people pointing at the screen well, I think and stuff like, like that. In and, My Bloody Valentine, there's like somebody who like throws a pickaxe at your... Oh, of course. You know, like, and yes, I, I think there's just literally someone running with their boobs jiggling yeah. coming out of your TV. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. One <laughs> yeah. of the best 3D movies. Um, and then this is, I wrote this down purely because uh, the, it was funny, like the first of credit. Jackass 3D came out October 2010. The uh-huh. first 3D MTV movie. <laughs> oh, great! The long line of legendary. I was like, I was like what a honor! Yeah. Like, okay. Like we all know the the list. Wait, of the real Cancun wasn't in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know what? Actually, same month was Saw 3D. So that was another one of those things. Okay. Where, like, that series was like, okay, what can we do? What can we? When do? did Avatar come out? Avatar was. Oh, did I? Uh, Cause I thought that was like 2009. It is 2009. Okay, so I, I think that's December. So the biggest fucking one you missed? No, I didn't. It because I'm in 2009 right now. You just said 2010. I missed it. It was right after Up. Um, <laughs> so did you? You didn't see Avatar then? No. In, in theaters, I haven't revisited it since theaters. But I will say, at the time, I was like singing the praises as far as like I knew that the movie wasn't good. It sure. was just trying. It was it was Titanic and aliens combined. It was all uh-huh. these things. It was just like hitting all the demographics perfectly, basically. But it wasn't a good movie, in my opinion. Sure. And still can't believe there's a theme park and there's two attractions in it. And there's like four new movies coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And I just read about it and it was like, I do like that Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter is one of the big new characters that will be throughout all the films because I uh-huh. like her. Uh, but I just, uh, why? Why? <laughs> but, uh, I do think that the 3D was good uh-huh. in that. And like, it was truly like stuff was, there was like a fire in the forest and stuff was floating down and it really looked like it was in front of you. And it just kind of like felt like it really took advantage of the technology. Uh-huh. So for that reason, I was like, wow, that's really great. We, we talked about it before. People literally developed problems. Like they wanted to live in. They were depressed yeah. because they had, they couldn't go live on Pandora, which yeah. isn't that great. <laughs> I, I don't know it, it, i think most people use spotify now anyways so i i think I, know, I can't kinda... live in Willy wonka's factory but you don't see me uh <laughs> all right <laughs> okay um after saw 3d tron legacy i saw that in 3d I okay that that was a dark movie though so that was one where i feel like yeah it was it was like this is a great gonna be a great 3d movie and it's like except that everything that isn't bright neon light i feel like the light cycle scenes would have been like really cool Mm -hmm. in 3d but like i mean the light cycle scene is like maybe five minutes of that movie there's like the the disc fight yeah there's enough stuff but it's just sort of like it's the contrast is so high that i feel like it maybe i'm wrong maybe i i just don't feel like i enjoyed it as much sure when i went through um and then and can we forget september of 2011 this ain't avatar triple x oh boy (laughs) how could yeah who could forget I just thought that was that was another one on the list where I was like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. No report on how good the 3D in that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugo in November 2011. That's a okay. movie I just really like. Yeah. I didn't see it in 3D and also nominated for Best Picture. So I think mm-hmm. that speaks to, I mean, the fact that it was filmed with the intention of having 3D be a big aspect of it, I think is is worth mentioning. Right. Um, also, Titanic 3D in April 2012. Okay. That made a ton of money, uh-huh. actually. And then the next year in April 2013, I did see uh, Jurassic Park 3D. It was re-released okay. and surprisingly a good treatment. Okay. I was really expecting it to be, to not look good, um, but it did. So I really enjoyed that. Um, there's a huge glut of movies after that because of Avatar. Just about every big blockbuster, Marvel and, mm-hmm. and every action movie, everything you can name 
up until now the newest one, Mission Impossible in 3D and 4DX. Yeah. It was just a glut of movies. And I think we've talked before, it, it feels like it plateaued and it feels like it's declining. Well, I don't, th- I mean, I could be, I could be wrong, but it feels like there's not as much, not as many movies are made to be in 3D anymore versus like, it feels like even more of an afterthought. Right. Like it just kind of feels like the thing that we're supposed, like we're, we do have a 3D theater in the, you know, in here. So we might in as here? well in here, <laughs> Okay, this room. Um, we do have a 3D theater in the, in the room. Wow. Um, you don't even like it that much. Yeah. Um, I thought the technology is really going to take off. <laughs> you know, you but bought like, stock yeah. and they gave you the equipment. Instead yeah. Of stock. I have 20 3D TVs just waiting downstairs. I was going to say, if you could buy 3D TV, that was a big yeah. push for a while. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, but it kind of feels like there's not many movies that are made with the intention of like, this is going to be a 3D film mm-hmm. versus like, now oh, it just feels like add, everything. Add, uh, that should be fun. Add 3D. Yeah. We'll just make this like, we'll just add 3D to it later. You know, I don't think Mission Possible fallout was made with the intention of like this scene's gonna look good in 3d as much as like we'll just put out a 3d version of it and then you know chart theaters can charge whatever will i think we'll talk about it uh on the next episode but i would argue that the beard not, really comes off henry cavall and not filmed in th- not filmed in 3d cameras not filmed like necessarily but i think because they knew that this would be a film that was going to be programmed with 40x that there was a degree of like centering of the shots and okay. things that would sort of lend itself to 3d like a depth of field as opposed to like because i think it shows too like you would film something a certain way with that intention like i think because everything in like mad max fury road for example is so centered uh-huh. it lends itself to that 3d treatment where like when that truck is barreling down the road at you and, and it's like overclocked it looks like it's just barreling out of the screen it's yeah. like yeah maybe frank miller wasn't sitting there like get the 3d camera over here yeah. hurry but they he knew like just like training train coming into the station that that is, that uh-huh. is what that is what actually propels it and that's natural too for that movie there's going to be a car barreling down at you so i think it lends itself and i feel like i don't know if you've seen the new mission impossible yet but there's a lot of that kinetic energy just in the whole film where it feels like that was probably a thought sure. at some point um and to answer your question you'll find out in the next episode <laughs> if you've seen it yeah. god i hope by the next episode <laughs> um yeah, so I don't want to touch on it too much, but I did. Uh, I I don't want to speak about the actual movie, but I did see my first 40x movie. It was Mission Impossible. Okay, and my takeaway, I'll just say generally, I really enjoyed it. I had seen Mission Impossible previous to this, so I would say I think I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if I had seen this for the first time. Okay, with this experience. It's distracting. It's like a ride. It's distracting enough where, like, when a fight scene is happening, you're getting punched in the back. Okay. <laughs> yes. That you're like, like animatronic fists are coming out of your no, chair. Like seriously, like there's, I mean, you've seen the trailer, like they're, they're hitting each other through yeah. stuff, and like truly, like if I was just knuckling you in the back right now, that's what it kind of felt like. I don't like that at all. I know. I know it, it, it seems off putting, but like if it's sort of, you gotta, you gotta let yourself be taken into to it or not. Yeah. Kind of a thing. There were sense for sure. I couldn't tell you what they were supposed to be. Like you could, <laughs> I could tell it changed at one point, but I was like, is, is Tom Cruise wearing lavender? Yeah. I, what, what is this supposed to be? It smells like the Scientology Center. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't smell like Thetans. Yep. Yeah, Tom Cruise, all right. <laughs> um, oh, no sense at all. Um, so there, and there's like a part where there's, there's a part with lightning where they actually emitted brighter lights, like flashing off the sides of the, of the theater, which okay. I know seems very superfluous, but like it puts you into it. Yeah. Again, I would say like go to a fun movie that you don't care about. Like I would like to go see the Meg actually in this 
<laughs> I think that'd be very fun. You're gonna get splashed like a mother. Well, I was actually yeah. gonna say that this is apparently cranked to on the on a one to nine on the scale of 40x movies. This uh-huh. is a nine. Okay, the, the Meg or Mission the Impossible? Mission Impossible. Okay, uh, Meg is a ten. Um, <laughs> the the water is the least intrusive thing, actually. Maybe it's because I'm sitting far enough back, but you sure. see, it, see it go and missed out. Uh-huh. But I wasn't like, oh, bother, and, and having to clean my glasses. <laughs> I, I wasn't not doing that in movies anyways. Ooh, yeah. I wasn't having to, like, Jamie, hand me another towel. Yeah. I didn't bring enough. I hope the Meg is just, like, an usher with, like, a bucket of water throwing water. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this yeah. is realistic. <laughs> You're, they just dunk you in water. You're in dunk things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that so I was happy about that because even though I was like yeah get me wet Mission Impossible sure and it did I mean it did in different ways but oh boy <laughs> spoiler alert all right but um, I haven't seen the movie yet got it <laughs> but um that one that one out wasn't as bad as you think and I just yes when the car when a car turns and you're bouncing along it's bouncing you like uh-huh. I think I would get motion sick. I think is probably my because it literally the it's not even just like oh it's pushing you in the back like the chair moves around like, yeah you're like getting tipped forward you're getting tipped back so unfortunately I'm not sure if it would be your cup of tea you yeah. could go see like Christopher Robin in 40x or something oh, that'd probably great. be fine yeah. and there are like kids movies that are like turned down uh-huh. and they're still immersion the chairs move and uh, do a few things but it's not super intense yeah but this was like I had seen the movie I knew it was coming up the other thing too when there's gunshots air jets go. Like Ugh, behind boy. your heads and push your hair around. Yeah. And um Jamie didn't have as good a time. The guy next to her was like really antsy and was like scratching his beard and was uh-huh. like sitting forward all the time and like checking his phone and was like, Why do you this costs like twenty seven dollars? Like, why aren't you anywhere yeah. else right now if right. you don't want to be here? Um, but I will talk about it more in the next episode. I, I would recommend it just not for I don't think the first viewing of a movie that you care sure. about. Yeah. Like if I had seen Star Wars in 4DX for the first time, I would have been upset. Yeah. But if I see the Meg for the first time in 4DX, I think I'll be cool. just fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know what you have as far as I mean, I know you're not like, yeah, you're not a big fan of 4DX or anything. What kind of movie would get you in the theater like a, a, a 3D movie or a 4DX movie? You think? I think it'd have to be like the book club in 3D. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see those pages turning, coming right into my face. And you want the, and then does, does that the movie, do they just show scenes from 50 shades of gray during the movie? <laughs> I think so. I think half the movie is just reused clips from, and then the 40 X really ramps. Up yeah. That oh part. boy. Um, you know, what's funny too, you know, the, the theater intro where it's, you're on a roller coaster and popcorn yeah. explodes and pop. That is in 40 X. Is it really? So when you're wearing yeah, the glasses, kind of fun. it's 40. Yeah. You're going down and like, the funny thing too is there is an ad uh-huh. talking about 40x, so it shows people reacting. It shows wind blowing. It's also a lot more extreme than what you experience. Yeah, it does show the guy get like completely covered in water. Yeah, and the very last scene, they're like, "Enjoy 40x," and then it shows someone on a motorcycle in the movie going, and then it shows everyone in the theater with their arms out, oh, going boy. like this, yeah, with like like they have their hands. Come on, on it. everybody! And I, it genuinely elicited a laugh from everyone in our theater. Yeah. So I was like. I don't know if they knew how dumb that was, but yeah. that was great. Like, yeah. It got a good laugh. Yeah. I liked that. I wonder if at the, uh, this is going to be a local reference, but I wonder if at the, the Maj- if the Majestic Bay ever gets 40X, if uh, you'll get the true experience of uh, of scolding Tony Taglioni for uh, interrupting wow. your date. Wow. You <laughs> like get the smell of his snacks yeah, as he walks his up. His snacks pouring over you, and then like your right arm starts moving as you're like waving your finger in the air. And he goes this is no time to talk, Tony. Now move. And then you get into a prolonged fight and <laughs> yeah. it's like hitting you in the back. Yeah. Like, oh God, I don't remember Tony's this. Tony's kicking your ass. Yeah, just, just yeah. the thing where he grabs your arm and just like kicks you repeatedly in the <laughs> face like over and over. 
Now that sounds like a good movie. That is so funny. I no one else will get that, but yeah. that's so great. Yeah, um, as long as we think it's funny. Hey, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so just a little little walk through some three D movies. Just wanted mm-hmm. to talk about that because I do feel like, and I've heard that. Um, some theaters are like declining to show some showings in 3D that are offered and uh-huh. it seems like it's it's waning. I think I would have... The problem is that like if enough people don't utilize it correctly, it will just go away. Right. And I feel like there are a couple big films like Beowulf, like Avatar, the 40X being an exception because it's kind of an even a bigger version of that. But I want them to succeed in a way because there's niche movies that I think are fun in that format. Uh-huh. And I feel like almost every other movie is 20 minutes have been converted. It's an afterthought. Yeah. It looks bad. It's dark. It's like that stinks. Like I think it should just be like when a movie should be conceived of to be in 3d, right? Not be made 3d as an afterthought. Yeah. That, that's my sort of my takeaway right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for us for today. Max, if you missed if you if you missed Max, uh, you can tweet at us hashtag we where, miss where Max, Max at. where Max at hashtag we miss Max hashtag fix the bridge <laughs> hashtag fix the bridge hashtag Mad Max hashtag uh, maximum overdrive and uh, we'll get him we'll make sure that he gets those and a uh, very somber awoo awoo. <laughs>